0: What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. We are live here on Thursday. This one is going to be a blast. Aaron Judge is finally making the history we all expected him to. The Mets and the Braves have a wild series coming up, the biggest series of the year. Trivia, so much fun, fan questions, it's all coming at you today in this live episode of Flippin' Bats. Let's get to it. a high fly ball deep center field it is gone home run and a huge backflip to celebrate all right Ben start the show already what's up my friends I am joined with by Alex Curry as usual Alex history that's that's the one word that comes to mind he did it Aaron Judge tied Roger Maris and that is that's the biggest thing going on in baseball right now it's pretty cool
1: I mean, how cool is this, like, week in general from yeah. Albert Pujols to Aaron Judge? We both said and knew it was going to happen. Took him about a week in between home runs. got a little, home runs. A little, I, little
0: worries. I, I mean, was never, you, like, worried.
1: Not worried. I mean, he did say, you know, he's trying not to think about it, but the thought always creeps yeah. in your mind, and he did feel relief that he got it. I yeah. think we all kind of felt relief watching that last night. It was like, yes, finally, it was. did it. It
0: was just a really good moment for the game of baseball yeah. and to watch that um, to, to watch Aaron Judge tie Roger Maris to watch the Yankees come pouring out of the dugout to watch Roger Maris in the stands next to Aaron Judge's mom um, which we'll talk about Roger Maris Jr. here in a second but it was just it was a really cool moment and it was even you know we've been waiting for this I've been I've said he's gonna get there He's going to break the record. But then he goes about – he goes seven games without a home run, and then it starts it starts going from, okay, he's got it, he's comfortably going to get this done to, okay, if this starts going much longer, it's going to really start creeping in his head. So it was really good to see him get 61 out of the way. Ty, Roger Maris, and I think soon – I think now that he got 61, 62 happens pretty quickly.
1: Oh, definitely. I, I thought maybe he was going to get it – Possibly there was an opportunity yeah. to get it same game, but no, it was also his hardest hit home run of the season. It was exit Velo of 117.4 miles per hour. So he is getting better and stronger as the season goes on as we've seen because he's having one of the best Septembers we've ever seen. It it was gonna happen. yeah, I'm so happy it did. It was magical. You could feel the emotion from every single person that they showed in every camera shot, like you said, from his mom to his teammates, to Aaron just, like, coming around the bases. If it they was... had a
0: camera on me in my living room, you could have seen the emotion.
1: I mean, <laughs> Did it, you cry? It's Did emotional. Cry?
0: I, I don't know if a real tear came out, but it was close. Yeah. I'm a sucker for these sort of things, and it, it's emotional, you know? Like, this is a rec- – like, you start talking about Yankees all-time home run record, like, your mind just goes to all of those names. Yeah. Babe Ruth, mm-hmm. Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, Lou Gehrig. I mean – Yankees records hold a little more weight no matter who you root for no matter what you want to say Yankees records hold a little more weight just because of the history that's there and for him to now hold right now tied with Roger Maris's record it's just special Uh, so he's at 61 62 on the way soon, I think, um, and there's still opportunities to to climb up the up the ladder here all time. Obviously, Barry Bonds sits at 73, which is the all-time record. Uh, you can look in the record books, and it is there. 73 is the all-time record. He's at 61 now. Uh, next, next on the list is Sammy Sosa at 63 and 64. He has both of those. Mark McGuire's at 65, Sammy Sosa again at 66, Mark McGuire at 70, and Barry Bonds at 73. Do I think he gets 73? No. Do I think he can get up there into that 63, 64, maybe even 65 range? I do. I think he can get there. One thing that's really unique about this year is that he's also, as we sit right now, in line for the triple crown so he's doing this while also driving in all of the runs he's driving in way more than anybody else on the American League side and he's hitting for a high average he was asked the other day after the game Wednesday night after the game they asked him what's more impressive to you what do you like more home runs or batting average and he said batting average and you know why I like that Because I have not been on this train that we've come across the last couple of years of people saying, ah, batting average doesn't matter anymore. Who cares? Look, I'm not on the fence of like batting average is the end all be all, but it does matter. And you go back to little league days. What's the one question everybody asks from the year that you just had, whether it's little league, high school, college, professional, what'd you hit? What was your average? It matters. Batting average matters. So to hear Aaron Judge say that, and to also be hitting as high as he is, he's hitting 313. Now, batting average is the one where it's interesting when it comes to the Triple Crown this year. He has home runs wrapped up. He has RBIs wrapped up. Batting average, he's hitting 313. Luis Arise is right behind him at 313. So when you really start looking at it, Aaron Judge is hitting .3134. Luis Ariz is hitting .3133. That's how close this is. So the Triple Crown race is going to be interesting. Uh, Alex, we talked about um, Roger Maris Jr. sitting in the crowd briefly. I want to talk about it a little more because yeah, there, there's a lot of talking points here. One, he's yep. sitting in the front. He's been along the ride mm-hmm. um, every way for the last week or two. So the first question that comes to mind is how much PTO does Roger Maris Jr. have um, where he's just taking off all of the time in the world to go to all of these? I don't know, but who knows? Maybe he's lost his job from this because he's been gone forever. But two, my my question here is one, it's, it's actually really cool that he's been there along the whole way. My question to you is, is he really as happy as he appears in the stands? I, I don't know.
1: You brought that up yesterday and I was thinking about it and then when I actually saw his reaction to Aaron Judge's mom after he hit the home run I kind of questioned it too and then I saw Twitter kind of go after it a bit like uh-huh. maybe he deserves an Emmy or an Academy award for for acting <laughs> how happy he is that came from Cousin Sal and you have to imagine like yes he's probably happy to be a part of that history and and be a part of that moment but now it's not necessarily about him and his family anymore. So right. now you're stepping out of the spotlight. So it has to be a bittersweet moment. I definitely think he got to be a part of it. He had his own press conference after the game. So like which, he's getting
0: the attention. Which is part of the reason I think he's not super through. He was getting so much attention here. I didn't even know. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know a couple of weeks ago anything about Roger Maris Yep, Jr. now you do. Now I do. And look, I don't blame him one bit. Look, he appeared happy. He's saying the right things. I don't blame him one bit if he's not thrilled about this. Yeah. His dad held the all-time Yankees record. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's saying the right things. He's doing the right things. Uh, I I, 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 don't, I, take that back. He's not always saying the right things. Because in the press conference he oh, mentioned, yeah. he said, in my eyes, Aaron Judge is the record holder. When he hits number 62, he will be the all-time single-season record holder. He said he's clean. Excuse me, Mr. Maris. There are other people in front of your dad Oh yeah. and in front of Aaron Judge. And if you ask Aaron Judge himself, which he has been asked, Barry Bonds is the all-time record holder. And if you look in the record books, if you open up the books and you go in and you look at the all-time home run record, It's Barry Mm Bones. So for him to go into a press conference after everything that's happened on a beautiful night for the game of baseball, it was such a beautiful moment for Aaron Judge, for his family, for the Yankees, for the game of baseball. I just don't think he needed to go in there and stir up the, the controversy that he did. I mean, he broke baseball Twitter last night. Everybody was talking about his comments instead of how impressive it is that Aaron Judge has hit 61 home runs in a year that's dominated, in a, in a generation that is dominated by pitching. Baseball is dominated by pitching right now. For him to do that, it is so impressive what Aaron Judge is doing. Roger Maris Jr. said that if Aaron Judge hits 62 home runs, he should be celebrated as the single season home run champ. Asked if he considers Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire illegitimate, Maris said, I do. I think most people do. I I don't I don't know where to start with that quote. I don't think most people do. I think most people understand that there was some help involved, but we could also get into a conversation of so was it on the pitching side. It was the the steroids were dominating that generation, whether you want to talk about it or not, but we can't not acknowledge that pitchers were also doing it. One of the best at-bats of all time, Barry Bonds against Eric Gagne. Those two guys were, I mean, come on. They're both (laughs) doing it. So does it make it any less impressive? No, I'm not discrediting Barry Bonds for hitting 73 home runs in a season when the pitchers he was facing – we're also doing it as well, and if you want to start having that conversation of everything being illegitimate if steroids were involved, how many Yankees championships are we going to take away?
1: Oof! Yeah, if you really pull back the curtain, I think people would be shocked how many players yes were using during that time. It, it was it yeah. was just normal. It was common.
0: Right, and it's not a it's not a part of baseball that we've just wiped off the planet. It's part of baseball that we need to remember and should remember. And it's not always the biggest bright spot when you look back on it. But it's a time that happened. And if you really want to look into it, it's a time period that saved the game of baseball. Oh, it was exciting. There were so many home runs. Yeah, it was exciting. So, uh, what a night. We also – the. The home run yeah. ball. I was like, we got to get to that because that, <laughs> yeah. that
1: was one of my favorite parts of the evening,
0: and it's also one of the biggest talking <laughs> points throughout. It's really been a talking point since Paul Holson. the The home run ball looks like it's heading into the stands now. There's a bullpen there, so it's not a typical area where you have all there where somebody's gonna catch the ball. It goes, it looks like it's going to go into the first row, and then there's these two fans, maybe three or four as I want, three fans that have a legitimate chance at catching this baseball. I'm disappointed in the effort from everybody involved here, but nobody ended up catching it, and it went into the bullpen.
1: And Blue Jays bullpen coach, Matt Bushman, the husband of Sarah Walsh, who is a Fox Sports NFL analyst and NFL Network uh, reporter, hilarious. She also kind of blew up. She blew up Twitter last night. First, she announced, because she is hunkered down right now. They live in Tampa. So she's with her family, hunkered down during the, the hurricane right now. So her first reaction is, you know, I can announce my retirement. My husband caught the home run. Ball, the home run ball we've all been waiting for. Now, remember his 60, they said uh, home run 60 was going for anywhere between 500,000 and a million, or maybe one to two million. So, this one. So then I sent her the video of the broadcast, and that's where she noticed he gave oh the ball gosh. back. He gave the ball back, and she uh, jokingly announced their divorce. <laughs> headlines. This made headlines. There's a ton of articles about this today and then she did her she said as a reporter you know I'm doing I'm doing my work here and Matt said that ball deserves to go to the judge and mayor's family who've been flying all over the country to watch this yeah.
0: and it was great she also mentioned that he he gave it to Zach Britton in the other bullpen because he didn't trust not that you don't trust but he wanted to make sure it was in the right hand yeah So he didn't give it to anybody that was wearing MLB official gear or anybody that said they were security. He went to the Yankees' bullpen, Mm -hmm. handed it to Zach Britton because he recognized him, and that's how it got back to Aaron Judge. So really cool there. Um, A little disappointed in the effort from people in the stands. One of the guys was interviewed after, which I read this. I did a little deep dive here because it wasn't like a big network. It It was like a local Somebody local interviewed one of the guys, but not the guy with the best chance to get it. So there was one fan that was interviewed, and he said he was very disappointed in himself. Okay. Um, he wished he had brought a bigger glove, but he, uh, he ended up getting a ticket, knew he was in the front row. He said, I'm never a guy to bring a baseball glove to a baseball game, but I had to go back and get it for today because I knew I was in the front row the guy that had the best chance at it you could there's video this guy is furious oh, at himself like hands i mean on he face is visibly after. like yeah. pissed off he's throwing his hat so what i would say here is one just don't. You, you can't like alligator arm it. You got to get down there. Like if you if you fall over, it's probably what a twenty foot fall. Like there's a chance eh. you might die. That's a long. Do fall.
1: you think they would allow you to bring like a like a little net like the pool cleaners? Big net is that's, my say. Yeah, that's what I would think. Is like if you're in the front row, you're bringing a net. Like.
0: That's that's where I was gonna go here. One, bring a net. Yes. But two, make it a net that it's like it looks small. Yep. But then, then when then the ball's in the air, it's like go, 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 go. <laughs> Next thing you know, the net's ten feet in the yep. air and you have row Ooh, you have rows one through twenty covered yeah. and you have the bullpen covered. Yeah. It's genius.
1: It would be genius. But it was pretty special. There's a video of Aaron Judge handing the ball to his mom. So his mom so cool. is who ended up with his home really
0: special moment there's the video there Aaron Judge hands the ball to his mom who was in town um for this moment really special and it was really cool to be able to see this and uh just a good moment for baseball a good moment for Aaron Judge for the Judge family for the New York Yankees and for the game of baseball it was really cool and also congratulations to the New York Yankees for clinching the AL East on the night before So a couple exciting things happening back-to-back nights. The 20th AL East title for the New York Yankees since the division became what we know it as in 1969. No other team in that division has more than 10. The Yankees are at 20 which shouldn't surprise anybody because they have 27 championships and the next closest is like 13, I think. So They're
1: the Yankees. They're the
0: Yankees. There was also um,
1: more history last night too as Garrett Cole tied the most strikeouts in a single season for Yankees and he still has one more start left. So he's probably going to break it. That
0: just gets wiped under the rug a little because of the the levity of what Aaron Judge is doing. But yeah, Garrett Cole ties the the Yankees single season strikeout record. And that is in itself a big deal because, again, when you start making Yankees history, you know you're you're in the history books for, for something really cool. And uh, speaking of making history.
1: I was going to say speaking of something really cool.
0: you can No, go along whatever your route. We can, yeah. Yeah? Go. You
1: got to do something really cool. I did
0: something really cool. On
1: Tuesday.
0: I made history. It might just be my own history. It is your
1: own history. But you got to throw out the first pitch at Angel Stadium. Break it down for us. Give yeah. us the play-by-play. How cool was this experience yeah. for you? So
0: this was my first first pitch at a Major League Baseball game. Rad. My first, first pitch ever was in Japan just a couple of weeks ago at the Sapporo Dome. So I went from throwing the first pitch in Japan to throwing my first, first pitch in a Major League Baseball stadium. Now, this was really cool. And um I'll say, I, I said it before, but it's a nerve-wracking thing. Um whether, It doesn't matter how much I've played baseball in my life, which was for. 27 years of my life I played baseball, five years professionally. It doesn't matter. It's different when you step out there for a first pitch. It just is. Nolan Ryan has said the same thing. He said, I've bounced it before. I've thrown it to the backstop. It just It's different. So the nerves are flowing. Then you start to think, okay, I get out there. I'm on the field. Um, I was in the dugout before this happened, and Shohei Otani came out of the uh, – he brought me a bat that was signed and personalized by him. Uh, it says, To Ben, signed Shohei. Ipe brought it out for me, took a picture with it, and then Shohei came out and and said what's up, really cool. So we have the picture up there if you're watching as well. Um, so shout out Ipe as well. Ipe's a legend. So he brought me that to Ben. I'm going to get that framed. How cool, by the way. I mean, just so cool. But anyway, it's still in the back of my head is, all right, I have this first pitch to do. Uh, i'm i'm nervous here so i didn't have any time to warm up they they brought me a baseball but i was like can i like throw a couple like my arms gonna fall off um so nope no warm-up pitches go out there they introduce me uh they shout out flipping bats which was cool and go out there and they told me to to pitch and i just let it rip you know it's definitely harder than my other first pitch is probably around i don't know i wasn't trying to throw it as hard as i could but i you have to commit Uh this is the important thing with first pitches this is how you end up like like 50 cent like mariah carey (laughs) you just like try and like get too cute with it next thing you know you've choked it into the dirt you can't do that you have to commit so i just let it rip shout out mickey moniac who is behind home plate Uh, framed it up nicely. I'd say it's probably around 75, 80 miles an hour. Looked good. Uh, Came off the mound and they ended up playing. Um, The reason I was throwing out the first pitch is because of the announcement that I made the other day about the Shohei Otani special that is coming out soon. I will talk more about that at the end of this episode. But a really cool moment for me to be able to throw out the first pitch there. Uh, Really special. And then I came off and uh, went down in the dugout again, talked to Mike Trout for a while. Um, I think there's a picture of that as well. We hung out and talked for five, ten minutes about baseball, about the MVP award, about his season. Um, just two two guys catching up in the dugout. and uh, It was a really special day, really special moment, and uh, I threw a strike. That's- two rules. Don't bounce it, yep. throw gas. I Ugh. did
1: it. Yeah, I bounced at the plate, so that's that's okay. That's Fine. not that's that's close enough. But close enough. how cool is Mike Trout? He I, he. When we did our top five favorite baseball players of all time, he is my number one. Yeah, he is just such a kid at heart. Still, yeah, loves the game. You could see it just in his smile, standing there talking to you in that photo. Did he watch you do the first pitch? Did he, uh, did he uh, say anything? No, he.
0: I came in the dugout. He said, "You're throwing out the first pitch, right?" I said. It's already done. Thanks for watching. Oh. <laughs> and I think I gave him crap for not coming out to catch yeah, it. Yeah, even yeah. Though obviously, yeah. Trout would not come out to catch the ball. But I think that's what we were laughing at there. I was like, thanks for catching the ball. I thought you were going to come yeah. out and do that. Uh, so he didn't see it because he was still in the dugout. That's okay. But, um, it was great. And, um, yeah, just don't bounce it. So you need to do another one. Yeah. We need you. We need. We will. We need Redemption. Do yeah. We'll do redemption. Redemption tour. Yeah. Speaking of redemption tours. Yeah. Wow, that worked out well. Great. Speaking of redemption tours. The St. Louis Cardinals. Shout-out, congratulations to the St. Louis Cardinals for wrapping up the NL Central. It'll be their fourth straight playoff appearance. There's some magic going on. There is some magic going on for the Cardinals this year. Um, Pujols gave a a clenching speech. The Cardinals win the division when a couple of months ago it looked like there was no way... They were gonna do it, but they get it done. What a great picture there! Al Ripollus, the machine, back in the playoffs. Uh, he's riding on a high right now, and we get to see them. So, um, having a great day, not just a good day. And then he gave that speech. So, it just it feels special in St. Louis.
1: Yeah, sometimes teams just have it, and it's hard to explain it. You can see it. You can feel it. And there's just something special. It's kind of one of those, like, magical postseason yeah. feelings. Um, and they have it. Between the best farewell tour of all time with Albert Pujols, Yadi and Wainwright making history. They yeah. have two MVP candidates on the team. Like, it is insane. Like, yeah. there is a good opportunity here. Really good
0: there opportunity. is a really good opportunity. There is a really good opportunity here. Don't think of the Cardinals as a team that is just getting into the playoffs with a great story. No, no, no. The Cardinals have a legitimate chance to go all the way. So what I am going to do is give the top three reasons why the St. Louis Cardinals could win the World Series. Let's start at number three. The number three reason, pitching and defense. Two pretty big things, right? You got to pitch the ball. You got to throw the ball. The famous saying, you got to throw the ball, you got to hit the ball, you got to catch the ball. They do two of the three very well here at number three pitching and defense. One, they needed started pitching. They went out and got it done at the trade deadline. Jordan Montgomery has been great. Now, I'm not sitting here saying Jordan Montgomery is one of my three reasons that the Cardinals are going to or could win the World Series. It's not. But the pitching that their bullpen is fantastic, especially the back end of the bullpen. Ryan Helsley has been unbelievable. One of the most, probably the most underrated closer this year because Edwin Diaz is getting all the love in the world thanks to Timmy Trumpet and his walkout song. Um, by the way, we need an update there on Alex Trumpet. Finn. But we also have Ryan Helsley, who has been unbelievable this year. He's throwing pitches at 104 miles an hour. He's throwing immaculate innings. He has been really good. Defense. The Cardinals lead all Major League Baseball, 98.9% fielding percentage. Their 63 errors are tied with the Mariners for the fewest in all of baseball. Their defensive run saved, which is a huge stat, is through the roof. They are a very good team. You look around the field, Nolan Arenado at third base, fantastic defense. Paul Goldschmidt at first base. Yachty Molina obviously isn't the Yachty Molina of old who had, what, nine gold gloves in his career. Tyler O'Neill last year won a gold glove. Tommy Edmond last year won a gold glove. Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. I mean, you look around this field, and the Cardinals do not let a lot of balls drop and they play really good defense. They throw the ball well enough. That bullpen is really good. The starting pitching concerns me a little, but you get into that bullpen, you let balls get put in play, the Cardinals are going to make plays. So pitching and defense for me at number three. Number two reason that the Cardinals just might win the World Series, not one, but two MVPs. On this team, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt is going to win the award. Nolan Arenado is having an MVP type of season. He will probably finish in the top three. These two guys have been phenomenal all year. They might just finish back to back. They might finish MVP and runner up, which would be the first time since Jeff Kent and Barry Bonds in 2000. Since 2000. Teammates have never gone back-to-back in the MVP voting. So that would be cool there. Goldschmidt, 584 slugging this year. Arenado, 537. They rank first and second in the National League in slugging and have combined to drive in 214 of the Cardinals' 739 runs this season. 29% of their runs have been driven in by Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. Those two are the real deal. I am excited for the world to see them on the October stage because it's legit, and they are real, and they are a real reason why the Cardinals just might be able to win the World Series. But let's move on to my number one reason. The number one reason why the St. Louis Cardinals could win the World Series. Magic. The farewell tour magic. You never want to mess and get in the way of destiny. And it just has that feeling this year. Now, I'm not saying, ah, oh, it's a certainty, and I'm not saying they're the best team in the playoffs, but when there is magic going on, you don't want to be the team to get in their way. Albert Pujols this year, 700 home runs in his final season. Alex and I have said it so many times now on this show. This is the greatest farewell tour of all time. Of all time. I'm not even looking at just baseball. He's had a resurgence. One of the best hitters in the history of the game has had a resurgence in 2022 in his 40s and has propelled himself into the 700 home run club in his final year of his career. Then. You you look past that. Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright, they have their magic going on. They're on their most likely-to-be farewell tours. So Pujols, Wainwright, Molina, they put together this magic. And you put this whole team together, and you have a team full of potential MVPs, gold glove winners everywhere, magical Hall of Famers on their farewell tour. You put all that together. And, well, you have a team that just might be able to win the World Series this year. So congratulations to the St. Louis Cardinals for winning the NL Central when it looked like the brew crew had a really good chance earlier in the year. No, no, no. The Cardinals made the moves at the trade deadline that they needed to and went on to win the NL Central on the field of their rival, the Milwaukee Brewers. You know, they did make those good moves. They made those good moves at the trade deadline, and we've seen how important that can be, not only for the remainder of the season, but to get into the playoffs and then propel yourself towards a World Series. We saw it last year with the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves last year made the moves at the deadline that they needed to, and it got them to the World Series. Cardinals made those moves as well, but the Braves are going to be back in the playoffs. Okay? We just don't know whether it's going to be from winning the division or as the top wild card seed. And a big part of that will be the division rival matchup this weekend, Braves versus the Mets this weekend, probably for all the marbles. I think whoever wins this weekend series will win the NL East, which is going to be a big deal because look at this. I got the bracket here right behind me. As we speak right now, we have the Mets here as the two-seed, And if you don't win the NL East, you're going to end up as the four seed where currently the Atlanta Braves are slotted in. So let's look at this before we really dive in to the Braves and Mets series upcoming wildcard spot. Whoever loses the NL East ends up there. You have to play the other best wildcard team. You play the five seed. Okay, that's right now the Padres, who guess what? The Padres are playing great. You have Yu Darvish and Blake Snell pitching like Cy Young winners right now. They look fantastic. You don't want to run into them. What's your reward? If you win that series, you move on to play the Dodgers. You don't want to do that either. So you would much rather be in the two spot where you can play the winner of the three or the six seed. Those are two of the lesser teams if you look at it. You don't want to play... You don't want to play the Dodgers, that's for sure. So, it matters, big time, whoever wins the NL East. So, Alex.
1: You know another fun fact, though? I
0: love fun facts. All
1: right. The winner of the NL East has won two of the last three World Series.
0: Ooh. So, that's
1: a big thing to watch, too. You had the Nationals, like 2019 that. Braves, 2021 with the Dodgers right mm. in between.
0: Just just walking out here dropping some okay. – some, Great nuggets, you. you know. You. So Braves, Mets. I I feel like we've been talking about this series for two months now. I said saying, yeah. okay, well this schedule's easy, this one's not, but it all leads up down the road to a big series, and now here we are heading into it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they are separated by yes. one game. This
1: is what you want. This is what you like. Hope for is just right down the stretch. Yeah. It will determine. This series will determine who wins the NL East.
0: I, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree. And the Mets the Mets are the team that hold the one-game lead in the division, thanks to uh, the other night when they won in extras, and the Braves lost to the Nationals in extras. That's yeah, not that great. Brutal. But really, both of these teams' destiny is in their own hands. Yep. To win the NL East. So, what we should do, and what we are going to do, we've done it a couple of times throughout the year, but this one just feels more exciting because of how much this series means. Mets versus the Braves, tale of the tape. Alex and I are going to go through the rotation, the bullpen, the offense, the defense, and the manager and rank who we think holds the best.
1: Who you would take? Who you would take? I would do, who, what side on each would you side? take?
0: That's a great way. Yay, yay, Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so let's start with pitching rotation. Okay. Uh, for me, yep. I went Mets. Yep. And this feels like it's an easy answer, but don't sleep on the Braves rotation. They have guys. Spencer Strider has been mm-hmm. one of the best rookie pitchers that we've ever seen. Max Fried is great. Kyle Wright's been good. wins. Yeah. Tw- the only pitcher in baseball to Hard. get there. So, but I can't go against Jacob Degrom and Max Scherzer. Throwing those guys in a playoff series, uh, I don't want to face them.
1: Yeah. So I am also going Mets for that exact same reason. If you have Degrom and Scherzer in your rotation, you're going to take them every time. You have to take them every time. They're the best of the best. So yeah, we're both.
0: All right. We're both we the are aligned there. Yep. Uh, bullpen for the bullpen. I went Ooh. the Atlanta Braves. Okay. Now, okay. hear me out. Okay. Do the Braves have the best closer in baseball? They do not, but yeah. Kenley Jansen has been great this year. He's been really good. I feel confident with Kenley Jansen in the back end of the bullpen. You look at the rest of the team. One of the biggest pickups at the trade deadline that is not being talked about much is Rysel Iglesias being able to bring him in in the eighth inning, shut the door, that bridge to the closer. That's my worry with the Mets. Not a huge worry because their bullpen is good as well. Mm -hmm. The Braves have the third best bullpen ERA in all of baseball, 3.01. It is a very good bullpen. They don't get the love that they deserve, but they are able to bridge that gap from their good rotation to a good closer and they do it with good relievers. So I think they're able to bridge that gap a little bit better to get to Kenley Jansen, Um, but once you get to the ninth, obviously I would take Edwin Diaz. But I went Braves bullpen here.
1: All right, well, because of that, I went Mets. Why, you Mm -hmm. ask? Because they do have one of the best closers in the game, Edwin Diaz. That's who you want coming in in a big moment. But the bullpen also has the third fewest blown saves in Major League Baseball, fourth best save percentage at 72.7%. Plus, I don't know, a little bias here. Edwin Diaz has the best walkout song I've ever yeah, heard. Well, and so I'm just going to go, I'm going to go with my heart on that one. That's who I would pick.
0: Well, if we had a, a segment for best walkout song, we'd both be on the Mets side you would, here. So, Timmy But, we know that. wait, to be fair, <laughs> William Contreras has that same walkout song, catcher for the Braves. So, but, mm. you know. Different. Different. A little different. Same, same, but. Yeah, different. very different. Uh, on to the offense. Offense. I went Atlanta Braves Ooh. here. Uh, I went Braves, third most runs in baseball, second most home runs in baseball. Look, we love home runs. Home runs win games in October. Mm -hmm. You're not going to find times to string together five, six, seven hits in an inning. It's not going to happen. In October, get a good pitch, hit it out of the park, score some runs. The Braves score runs better than most teams, and they hit home runs better than every team but one. They are the second-most home runs in all of baseball, third-most runs, both of which are ahead of the Mets. But uh, numbers aside, I will go – I look around the team. Ronald Acuna hasn't been great um, this year coming back from that injury. But Ronald Acuna, when, when the lights turn on, yeah. I feel good about him. Uh, Matt Olsen is, is playing pretty well. Austin Riley was an MVP candidate for a while. The rookies, Michael Harris, the second. I okay. like the Braves lineup.
1: All right. Well, I am taking the Mets here. Okay. I'm doing a lot of Mets. Can you tell who I think is going to win this series? Wow, okay. Just putting that out there. But they have the team has the third best batting average in Major League Baseball, the second in on-base percentage, and it's the month of Escobar. He drove in (laughs) all five RBI last night, including the walk-off game-winning RBI. I just feel like they have the momentum at the right time right now, especially going into this series that will determine, I believe, who is going to win the NL
0: East. Ooh, all right. Let's yep. move on to defense. On the defensive side of things, I also have the Braves. Okay. okay. I have the Braves here. Michael Harris II out in center field is an absolute stud. Uh, the rookie that will – I think he's going to finish second behind on the Spencer Strider in Rookie of the Year, but they're going to be one and two. He's been Unbelievable. He's out there. Matt Olson, gold glove winner at first base. Austin Riley has really improved over at third base. Dansby Swanson, good at shortstop. You look around, Ronald Acuna, really good in the outfield. I really like this Braves defense. Uh, Defensive runs saved. They're up towards the top of the league. So um, fielding percentage, I believe. I'll let you get to that in Uh a little bit. But Uh when it comes to defensive runs saved, on the surface, the Mets might have those statistics that you yep. see. But when you start looking yep. into advanced analytics, uh-huh. defensive runs saved, how can you win baseball games? By saving runs from being scored. And the Braves do that better than most everybody this year.
1: How do you also win games? By having the third fewest errors, having the fewest errors on fielding plays in Major League Baseball. And who is that? That is the Mets. I am taking the Mets on defense. Okay. Yeah.
0: Look at this. I know. All right. Oh, I'm so curious. All right. <laughs> On to manager. For my manager, I am taking Brian Snitker. Atlanta Braves. Look yeah. at this. World um, Series winner yeah. last year. And I really liked how he ended up using his pitching. Look, when it comes to October, managing makes – managing, it's really important because of pitching. How do you line up your rotation? How do you use your bullpen? Having last year, seeing Brian Snicker and how he did it last year, using Max Fried in that big spot when he did, having the bullpen usage that he did last year, it's the experience for me. Brian Snicker won a World Series last year. Buck Showalter never has. I'm taking the Braves and Brian Snicker.
1: We also agree on this one because you can't pick against a guy who hasn't who's won a World Series. That's what it comes yeah. down to. Plus, he's won the NLEs four of the six seasons as the Braves manager. I'm with you. He's he's proven in, in the shorter amount of time he has.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on
1: select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's, it just looks better. It feels yep. better. You got the hardware.
0: One final point on this tail of the tape because Alex and I, there's, some, there's some pretty big differences here. Yeah. What I will add this one right here. This one? Yep. Rotation? Yep. The gap there is big. Yeah. The difference in pitching rotation, the facing DeGrom and Scherzer in a playoff series, and they're going to line up for this series as well, mm-hmm. you can't understate how valuable that is. So I might have more Braves picks. Everything other than rotation for me was Atlanta Braves. But the playing field is so even because of how good the New York Mets rotation is. You don't want to face Scherzer. You don't want to face DeGrom. You have to face two of them in a series, a three-game series, much less a five or a seven, and the chance you win is slim.
1: And pitching wins games in these big playoff games.
0: All right. Tail of the tape. This is going to be a great series. I'm excited. Let's get back over here. Um, What's up next? It is now time for our pick to click, where I believe... Mine last week was that Albert Pujols would hit home run number seven hundred. I said that on the Thursday live show, and it took just a couple of hours because Thursday night Albert Pujols got it done. So my pick to click last week, oh, it clicked.
1: Uh huh. Mine didn't because I need a judge to hit one more home run. And I he said- went cold for. He did. It took a whole a whole week. Yeah. Almost a whole week. Um, so yeah, he got one home run. So it's like a bittersweet. You know, he tied the AL single season home run record. He didn't beat it. Mine was to beat it. So it's okay.
0: Okay. So Not this bad. week's pick to click. This is the last pick to click of the regular right. season. Isn't that crazy? The regular season is almost done. My pick to click this week is that the Milwaukee Brewers get. Into the playoffs. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. The Phillies, uh, disappointing. It has been disappointing watching them lately. As we sit, they've lost four games in a row. Uh, they had a firm grasp on a playoff spot as recently as a week ago. Now they're up a half a game over the Brewers. And get this they end the year with three games at the Houston Astros and they end the year on a r- long road trip so they're not at home for the rest of the year they don't play great baseball on the road then you end with the Astros Dusty Baker himself said yesterday this is going to be this as in Wednesday is going to be the last day that our starters rest because they will have that buy. so the team is going to be pushing hard that last series because because of that downtime they have so you're getting the full strength of of the Houston Astros, when you play them in Houston, I don't like that at all. The schedule matches up favorably for the Brewers with some weaker opponents on their side. They play the Marlins and the Nationals, I believe. I think that's what it is. Either way, a weaker opponent uh, as we come down the stretch. So um, I'm t- I'm tired of seeing what I've seen out of the Phillies. I believed in them. Um Frustrating.
1: I mean, so is their fan base in September. This is kind of just what they do. True. Unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Well, I made it a little obvious in our tale of the tape, but my pick to click is that the Mets are going to take the series against the Braves and they are going to win the NL East. Woo. That's what I'm taking.
0: I like it. I'm feeling
1: good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling strong about it.
0: Yeah. A big thing for you was. It's not just the series, but you're also saying win the NL East. The big thing for you was that win Wednesday, huge, and the Braves lost. Exactly, that is that was huge. That's
1: deflating, and then it's also inspiring, especially at this point in the season and heading in to this big weekend series. It's yeah. moments like that that can jolt a team and kind of deflate a team. So I
0: yeah, you also look at it because if they were tied going into that series, yeah. the winner of that series probably wins the division if say the Braves win two of three in that series then you're tied still Mm -hmm. as opposed to up one and control your own destiny so we'll see good pick to click hers is Mets win the series versus the Braves and win the NL East mine is that the brew crew gets into that final playoff spot
1: Ooh. Oh, you know what time that is? Trivia. It
0: is trivia time. Coming off you a feeling rough week, good? Uh, I'm not feeling good because Why? before the show, uh, yeah. I was told that these are very difficult. So, uh, not looking, uh, you know, they're setting me up for failure okay. as they typically do back there. But no, I, I feel I, I feel confident in my. Staff.
1: I feel like you're gonna at least get two.
0: They might have put some easier ones.
1: All right, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let's start with who has the most career leadoff home runs for a left handed hitter? Who has the most career leadoff home runs for a left handed hitter?
0: Left handed hitter, career leadoff home runs.
1: Yep. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Throw something out.
0: Chase Utley. No, Curtis. Your own. Curtis Granderson. Okay. Okay. That's tough.
1: Yep. Let's move on. Okay. Okay. Before it took four balls to get a walk, how many balls did it used to take in 1863?
0: Ah uh, yes, I used to. Um, I used to frequent baseball games. Okay. In 1863, and um, the answer is three. Nine nine
1: i know this one shocked me this is i learned nine all. This is balls. Like, i was today years old when i read this trivia question
0: see it's it was so long ago that i was sitting there in the stands and you can forget you know <laughs> we're here about 150 years later and uh yeah nine balls yeah so, <laughs> yeah okay yeah okay long games i wish they had time yeah okay. they
1: had the time all right yeah. let's move on okay you feel it like
0: Let's move on mentally and... Let's get this one. I'm
1: like telepathically trying to tell you the answers, but it's not working. Okay. Who was the last player to finish a season with 50-plus homers and a batting average of 300 or better? Jesus Christ. He's up there on all the lists.
0: He's up there on all the lists. Barry Bonds. Not that high.
1: What is... Alex Rodriguez. A Rod. Yeah. In 2017. Yeah.
0: 314, 54 home runs. In
1: 2007.
0: 2007. That says 2017. Oh. I knew, I knew that wasn't. Yeah, 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 A little yeah. graphical error there.
1: That's okay. okay. That's okay. 2007.
0: Okay. okay. These, oh, man. These are... I thought those
1: last two you were going to get for sure. Those, you are the did? Two, those are the two I thought you were going to get. Okay. It's <laughs> okay. It's all right.
0: These are so hard.
1: Oh, man. Ready for the next one? Uh,
0: probably not. If okay. those are the two you thought I was going to get.
1: It's okay. No, no, no. You're going to get it. Okay. At the retirement of his number four jersey, what baseball player famously said he was the luckiest man on the face of this earth?
0: Mm-hmm. Lou Gehrig. Yep. Great speech. One of the greatest speeches in history. Awesome. And it's emotional. It's too. so emotional. Um, I was getting emotional about my effort here today, but now okay. I feel better about it. All you okay. need is one to get going. Is there this we our go. last question? Here? It is. I have the momentum now. It's all I needed.
1: Okay. You ready? Yep. This is also a history question. Why was Babe Ruth's jersey number three?
0: Because he hit third in the lineup. Yeah.
1: Let's go. All I needed was the momentum. It's not how you start. It's how you it's finish. It's how you
0: finish one second ran off extra credit for only one second running off that means (laughs) my grade is bumped up because guess what i'm my teacher Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna go i went two for five uh that's 400 and if i if i hit 400 as a baseball player i'm a hall of famer this was a hall of fame round of trivia i'm gonna give myself a b plus for today because the questions were difficult um and I persevered, you and finish I finished strong. I finish strong.
1: Yeah. yeah, most importantly. Yes. Nice job. Thank you. Now for some fun. That was fun. That is fun. The, More, fun. More fun. More okay. fun. More fun. Fan question fun.
0: Fan questions, yes.
1: Fan question fun. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. Which legend players for each playoff contender would help the most with their push?
0: Oh, this is a great. This is a great question. Yeah. So the example. Colin gave was Jeff Bagwell would most help the Astros. So I'm not going to go through every single team here. There's going to be 12 of them. but Maybe f- the top two. A few come to mind. Um, Atlanta Braves, friend of the pod, weekly friend of the pod, John Smoltz, one of the mm-hmm. greatest playoff pitchers of all time. So, of course, uh, he'd be very useful there. I'll go John Smoltz with the Braves. Um, let's go Dodgers. Dodgers, I'm concerned about their pitching. Okay. Sandy Koufax. Ooh. Put Sandy yeah. Koufax in that rotation. Well, that helps a lot. Yep. Um, let's move on to – let's look at Yankees. Yankees have some pitching concerns. Um, Chapman, who knows what's going to happen with him. Clay Holmes hasn't been the best at, anymore in the back end of the bullpen. Uh, I'm going to go Mo. Mariano Rivera mm-hmm. to the Yankees. <sighs> Cardinals need pitching help. Bob Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'd That's like strong. That.
1: That's good. That's great. Thanks. All right. Next all right. question. Thank you. Yeah. You're right. welcome. <laughs> We're all about pumping each other up here.
0: Would you stream again on Twitch? Great question. For those that don't know, I stream on Twitch whenever I can. Stream MLB The Show. A bunch of people come in. We talk about baseball. I play the video game. Uh, I do that multiple times throughout the week. So not only would I. I definitely will be, and I do it often. So that's cool if you've been in there before. And cool if anybody listening has been in Twitch before. It's just Ben Verlander on Twitch, just hanging out, (laughs) answering questions. Come on in. Unhinged. Unhinged. Just hanging out.
1: (laughs) All right. Last question. I think it's for both of us. Who had the better first pitch, Ben or Sister Jean?
0: Mm, I would like to hear your answer first.
1: I mean, I don't know if you saw the video, but Sister Jean threw a mighty – Mighty strike here. Oh, which one are we getting? Are we getting pitching ninjas video?
0: Pitching Ninjas was great. That was probably
1: the best, the best video we saw. The
0: wind up. Wow. Yeah. That was great. Okay. So uh, what's your question here? Or what's your answer here?
1: Well, if we had pitching ninjas video up there and you could see the strikeout Javi Baez, maybe it was gonna be that. But you since I'm there it is, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Oh,
0: so now that we do have it, now are we do you picking have Sister it. Jean? <laughs>
1: Are you going to wow. kill me? Are we going to have, like, bad vibes?
0: Disappointing. Okay. okay. She's picking Sister Jean. A lot of people were talking because Sister Jean and I threw out the first pitch on the same night. Yeah. It was Tuesday night. A lot of people were saying it's the first time in history that somebody threw a first pitch at 103 miles an hour and that somebody else threw a first pitch at 103 <laughs> years old. Rumor has it that's that's the first time in history. Uh, um, I'm going to say...
1: You gotta say you. Anyway, you threw yeah. an epic first pitch. Yeah. That was great.
0: From, you had heat. Here it is. Here's the video. Here, good Mickey, velo, Mickey Moniak. There, um, yeah, good velo. Uh-huh. It's always good when you when the crowd goes, oh, oh, yeah, that happened. Um, so I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say myself here, but not to any not to discredit Sister Jean. Yeah, and and what she did at a at a hundred, she's she's great. She's great, but you also threw it right down the middle too. She didn't. She bounced it. What was she doing? I don't know. Whoa! Like, honestly, why? You why? talking
1: back to a 103-year-old? I just
0: don't know why you would pick her. She bounced it. Rule number one of first pitch is not to bounce I don't saw that video. She got a strikeout. Well, that's got a strikeout. <laughs> Good point. Um, all right. That does it for Fan Questions. Every Thursday episode, Fan Questions right here. Fun, interactive, live show. Tweet in your questions to the tweet, Flippin' Bats Pod on Twitter. I will answer some of them. Uh, but before we wrap up here today... I want to talk about something that is really cool for me, really special for me, and uh, it is the announcement that I made the other day, searching for Shohei, an interview special where I sat down with Shohei Otani for an hour after my trip to Japan, and it is all culminating together for one special interview special that will air october 18th on fox sports one after nlcs game one we actually have the teaser a little clip from that so i want to show you that right now he's one of one we've never seen a player like him it's almost a mythical creature you don't really understand that can exist until you're watching it happen he is a pitcher and a hitter imagine tom brady Playing quarterback and then going out and being the best linebacker on the field at the same time. A guy that can throw 100 miles an hour and a guy that can hit home runs 500 feet. It's not normal. It is like somebody went in and crafted the perfect baseball player into one person and said, now go play. Pretty cool. Chills. Right?
1: I love the dramatic lighting, the dramatic music. The it's airplane
0: like, sound. You at the can end.
1: feel it. This is so cool. It's
0: going to be really special. So this is obviously a lot about Shohei Otani and a lot about my journey to Japan and what I experienced and what I saw going along the path that Shohei has taken. And it's all going to come together with an interview that I sat down and did with him while he while we're both talking about what I experienced in Japan his career, his decision to not come over at 18. There's a lot that goes into this, and it is very special and something really cool for me because you all listening know how much I appreciate and admire Shohei Otani, what he does for the game of baseball. So to be able to be the one that sits down with him in season, he has never done anything like this. And to be able to do this is something that – um, means a lot to me, and I carry that with me, and, and I know how important that is, and I just wanted to do this right, and I think it is done right, and on October 18th, we will all be able to see that together, so shout out to everybody involved in the project. By the way, one, one, one thing I'm disappointed in myself that is there in the teaser, the production company that did this. For fox is Religion of Sport, uh-huh. which is Tom Brady's production company. So I got him in there when I compared uh, yeah. But it's also Michael Strahan. So it was right there for me to say Tom Brady on the offensive side and Michael Strahan on the defensive uh-huh. side. What was I thinking? It's okay. It's <laughs> okay. It's
1: okay. It's... There's going to be more times to talk about it, like right before it airs too, because we're going to be doing a yeah. bunch of shows during the postseason. True. Yep. Use it then.
0: So October 18th, Searching for Shohei, an interview special that releases. So make sure you check that out. I am so pumped for that. What a great episode, Alex. This one has been a lot of fun. So fun. Make sure you guys subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast. Apple, Spotify, anywhere. Hit that subscribe button. Keep on listening. We really appreciate it. And follow along on all social media. There's a lot of fun stuff that comes out there as well. Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every single episode on this beautiful set we have here at Flippin' Bats Pod. Thank you all for listening to this live Thursday episode, and I will see you tomorrow for another episode of Flippin' Bats.